Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. We're your broadcast friends talking about all of life from a biblical worldview to help you get through the day. Oh, yeah. That's the new opener. What do you think? I think uh, take two this time with feeling. Okay. And and when I do give you take two, keep in mind this was written by four different listeners and one consultant. Okay. Very good. And a partridge in a pear tree. I neither listen nor consult. (laughs) So... Throw it at me one more time. You know, if you could get the care meter going a little bit, that would be helpful for all of us. All right, I'm I'm focused here. No apology, and we still have with the Bible idiots, but that's probably going to go away. Some people aren't happy about that, but, uh, you know, they like me being the Bible idiot and you being Mrs. Bible idiot. I like being Mrs. Bible idiot. But it's about not apologizing for the Christian faith. So welcome to No Apology. We're Chris and Emily Danielson. We're your broadcast friends talking about all of life from a biblical worldview to help you get through your day. All right. Wednesdays, long-form teaching. Mondays and Fridays, we do what we call the Chris and Emily Show, where we laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger. And sometimes just life happens, and we want to do uh, a little bit more of that storytelling about life yeah. rather than bit radio. But I yeah. still love bit radio once in a while, but today yeah. is not that day because, well, on Sunday afternoons, we take it easy when yeah. we can. We relax. Yeah, we relax. And uh, yesterday, on Sunday afternoon, Emily decided it was going to be time to sit with the remote in one hand and her phone in the other. And when the phone wasn't doing its thing, the remote found its way to not one, not two, but three different, and I don't know how you did it, documentaries about Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> I it was a Donny Osmond kind of Sunday afternoon. Unbelievable. I kept walking yeah. in and I'm like, am I supposed to have puppy love? Am I supposed to? I, every time I see Donny Osmond, I just want to go get my teeth cleaned. I, I just want to go to the Nobody dentist. Nobody has a smile like them Osmond kids, right? Oh, they're a very handsome family. Yeah. Very good looking yeah. family. It was interesting though. And I got hooked. And each documentary or interview or whatever it was, I actually started out, okay, here's how the whole thing started. Well, it started that we graduated high school in the early 80s, so the 70s, (laughs) well, you couldn't avoid them. The Osmonds were everywhere. They were kind of everywhere. Yeah. I was in the Donnie at, and Marie show. I mean, you know, Marie I was loved cute. Marie. And she I was wanted just, to be Marie. Everybody so wanted. Bad. Every girl wanted to be Marie, and all the guys wanted I to be know. with Marie. And the flip Donnie, same thing. Yeah. Well, I was not that old. Although most guys didn't really want to be Donnie Osmond. <laughs> they didn't. No, Why? because he did not have the manliest man kind of personality. You know, he was a little. All the girls loved Donny Osmond, so all the yeah. guys were like, "We don't like him." He sings that puppy oh, yeah, love song. Yeah, yeah, your little beat on your chest, Neanderthal ways. <laughs> yeah, well, let me I'm drag my kidding. knuckles across the floor over here to where my self respect is. All the girls like you. We don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that well, was too young. I didn't anyway. have that. I didn't have that puppy love thing. I think my older sisters were, you know, it was the whole Jackson 5 Osmond brother era. Partridge you know? family. But I was still pretty young. Yeah, David I wasn't... Cassidy, Donny Osmond was on every yeah. girl's wall. Yeah. You know, the, the, those were, it, yeah. 
you know, we had Farrah Fawcett and I can't remember who else. I was, was six. So I just, you know, I yeah. liked Marie's clothes. She was so beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's an interesting story. And that's it all what really, started. That's what happened is that the three documentaries that you watched and I did not watch, but it turned into a lot of talk about the journey yeah. of what was and what wasn't this family's yeah. I think incredible experience, both good and bad. Right. And everybody goes through good and bad. Well, it started out, I was kind of, you know, in the Christmas mood already. So I'm on YouTube just trying to find something Christmassy. And all of a sudden I see Andy Williams Christmas special. And you know how much I love Andy Williams. Andy Christmas Williams special. is a big hit in the Emily mindset. Of course, Andy Williams was where the Osmond brothers got their kickstart into television. On they his were, Christmas on, special. Well, on his show they were re- Did, recurring anything, oh, he had a show that's right he had a he show had a and then show. it eventually turned into just a christmas special yeah and anything I, andy, all i remember is the christmas time anything so. the andy williams show needed those boys could do like we need these kids to ice skate they'd learn to ice skate we need these kids to sing a song of course they could sing they could dance they could play instruments they could do everything and they were willing to Dress up like lobsters and play banjos. So um, that that happened later, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, just really talented group of boys, and they are on Andy Williams' Christmas special. And then I just got, you know, my my curiosity was peaked, and I, then I went to the Donnie and Marie Christmas specials, and I'm watching those. And then so you're actually watching the specials. I'm watching the Christmas specials, which okay. led into the Donnie and Marie documentary, which led into the Donnie Osmond interview by Pierce. What what's that guy's name? Pierce Morgan. Yeah, Pierce Morgan. Yeah, I almost said Pierce Brosnan, and that's yeah. a totally different guy. Anyway, anyway, uh, anyway. Yeah, there's only two Pierces, huge. and they're both Brits. <laughs> Right. Donny Osmond was huge in England. I Absolutely in, huge. Now, we we, we kind of were doing our own thing. And yeah. I just would kind of float through the TV room every yeah. now and then. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research and some other recording and you different working, things. You were working, doing legitimate things. And <laughs> it was just one Osmond after another. <laughs> And I, I would literally say, are you still watching that same thing? Oh, no, this is a new one. <laughs> No, this is the third one. I'm I'm on the fourth one now. And this happened from, you know, on Sunday afternoon from roughly 4 o'clock until 9.30. Well, it's absolutely captivating. And, and in most part, because all these boys, as talented as they are, they're very good communicators. And so to just sit down with them and hear their story and the things that they went through and, and how it affected them. And I mean, they, they've been through incredible stuff i mean everybody goes through it here in life and we tend to look at the rich and famous and think oh you have it easy because you're rich and famous well no there's heartache along the way there's cancer diagnoses there's crushed dreams there's all those things in everybody's lives and to hear them tell the story was really interesting the family dynamic um it's interesting because of course they have that um religious background the mormon background so there's there's a lot of strict upbringing so here's this family who's thrust into the limelight but they don't have the normal problems that you would think of uh when you think of people in rock and roll and in entertainment and so on they they don't they didn't have the drug use problems they didn't have the relationship problems you know they all grew up got married and had children like 
you're supposed to. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yep. normal people. There wasn't any big scandal like that. That's but right. But they still went through the highs, the lows, having seemingly to have everything and then having that everything taken away from them almost overnight. Um, they still, it, it's still the same story of humanity. And that's what was so interesting to me and to hear them spell it out and um, talk about it and how it affect them and so on. It was riveting. And when I got sucked <laughs> into a couple different scenes. Yeah, yeah, you can't tease me. Well, I had to sit down and eat my yogurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I made my own sandwich, by the way, because we we both snacked our way through supper on right, Sunday right, night. Right, right. And um, I'm always referring to Sunday night in the past tense, keeping up like this broadcast facade. Yeah. Right now, it it is right now, uh, right after 11 p.m. Sunday night, and we're recording this for Monday, and so it's Monday's broadcast. So I'm like an Osmond brother. I've got. I've got. I feel like I'm lying <laughs> doing the back glance to. Earlier tonight, yes. on Sunday night, uh-huh. for the Monday broadcast, as we're actually doing the broadcast, I've been floating in and out of the uh, the TV room, and I got sucked in. And here's where the problem happened. This is what why we're talking about this. Okay. I'm not that overly impressed with how hard the Osmonds had it. Emily, on the other hand, she feels like there's just this story of trial and tribulation. And they they went through so much, these boys, they lost so much. No. No. You know, from a position of privilege, wealth, and fame. Yeah. Yes, they lost $80 million as a family. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. No, I understand that. But they got most. They got a big chunk of it back. Yeah, you know. But I mean, take a lot of hard work. Look, yeah. I tried to make the case to Emily, and I'm going to make it to you before she goes on and tells you the woes of the Osmond family. <laughs> I have met more, way more than my fair share of famous people and wealthy people, and. There's no difference than the blue-collar guys I hung out with that I grew up with in the neighborhood. There's no difference. In fact, a lot of them are even more sad than the average guy. True. And the reason I have always said, and I've said this for a decade, because about 20 years ago, we kind of came of age and you know we've come of age before that we had kids but i mean we really started getting understanding i started doing a lot of entertainment type work and then when we got deeper into the christian industry for whatever reason when our show took off we ended up falling you know butt backwards and into the the laps of literally 50 75 different famous people i got pictures with so many different people it's it's like i can go on this name drop thing and it's yeah. kind of embarrassing a lot of these people are not happy people. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. And I've always maintained that a lot of the folks have dreamed and worked and thought that when I get to this X level, when I get to XYZ level, mm-hmm. that it's going to be great. And not only do they get to XYZ level, they get to a level above that in fame and fortune. And they look around and it's not all it's supposed to be. And when you have all of your dreams come true and you're still sad because you're still the same person you were when you were striving for it, it really 
really bites and it hurts hard. And so that's where when they start talking about, you know, how they lost this and they lost that. And yeah, Donnie, as far as Donnie Osmond goes, when it comes to having fame, losing it, becoming, you know, nobody wanted him for a while and how this happened. It all happened from a place of wealth and privilege. And I just don't feel sorry for him. You know, I don't feel sorry for him that when he was seven years old, his driver didn't get him the burger he wanted because he was on tour for so long. But that's he not... didn't get to go play hopscotch with his friends in Utah. Right? That wasn't. It's not. I'm that he sorry. Didn't I'm get not the burger. It. It's not that he didn't get the burger. It's that their lives are very different. And, very different. And they come to a point in their life where they're very aware of it, and. It's kind of sad. Like, you know, if you look at your friends and all of your friends and all the people that you're really acquainted with are having this life, you know, that has these certain experiences that you're not having, there's a natural tendency to want to experience those things. And it doesn't matter if it's the rich and famous looking at the average American or if it's the average American looking at the rich and famous. There's going to be moments where you think, I wish I could experience that. I wish I could do that. Do but there what? Are, what are you talking about? Do whatever, the how the other half lives, do those things. Oh, you mean like how Donny Osmond was wishing he could have played high school sports and grown up with friends and he yeah, didn't? he missed And how his other kids, friends. other kids always think they wish they could have been on stage and they wish they could have. Right. That's what you're talking yeah. about. He missed yeah. His, he missed his childhood friends really bad and wanted to go home and it was like, nope. You don't get to. It's the class. That's sad to me. I know. It's the classic. The grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. That's kind of the mentality that happens. I'm saying when they talk about this one getting cancer. Oh, the Osmonds had to go through cancer. What a tragedy. Listen, my mom's a two-time cancer survivor. My brother's a cancer survivor. My sister died of cancer. And they didn't do it with fame and fortune. That was my point to you earlier is that... That's why it's... It's all common to man. My heart breaks for humanity, for the human sinner who needs Jesus. Because when you make it to XYZ level in your life, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. and some people never get there. The majority of people never get that XYZ dream level. But when you get there and you look around, I'm just telling you, and Jesus isn't there, it's not going to end well for you. When Jesus is there and people who know Jesus, why do they always seem to have more peace and contentment? Even with whatever past they had. Because that's what the forgiveness and the love of Jesus Christ is. And so the Osmond story, Emily and I, if you can't tell, we've kind of been arguing about this for the last hour before we started <laughs> recording the podcast. Get a heart, Mr. Grinch. It's not that, again... <laughs> I'm not telling. I'm not saying. Look, the Osmonds—they get what they deserve. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my heart doesn't break for them because of what I just explained. It does from the humanity, sinful people need Jesus mentality, having compassion, walking humbly, loving mercy. You know, pursuing justice. Those are the things that Jesus calls us to. Well, and it wasn't. They weren't like, oh, woe is us. I was diagnosed with cancer. They weren't trying to tug at the heartstrings with that type of stuff um but they were talking about how like this is an interesting dynamic that i i didn't really know it was the four brothers you know what i mean and they were doing their song and dance their quartet their barbershop quartets type type stuff in comes cute little donnie 
and Donnie steals the show. And all of a sudden, instead of the four boys doing serious music and they really wanted to get into the like the hard rock, which would be classic rock now, um, they didn't get to do that because Donnie and Marie were so cute and adorable that all of a sudden Donnie and Marie were pushed forward. They were they were. They were the show and the four brothers who loved music and dreamed of writing music and wanted to really do some creative stuff. And still had credibility at that point. Right. All of a sudden they're thrust into the Donnie and Marie show and they're just, they're just extras. They're the sideshow. Yeah. Whatever has to be done in order to make Donnie and Marie a success. And that credibility that they had I talked about. Yeah. You hear that? That's it going away. (laughs) That's when they put them in the lobster costume with the banjos. Exactly. (laughs) One of the older brothers is like when when we were on the Donnie and Marie show and they had us putting on lobster costumes playing banjos at the age of 30, 35, 40 years old. We just like our our career, our hopes and dreams, what we it's dead. It's gone. We, We have to play banjo playing lobsters right now. And I'm sorry, but that I empathize with that guy. Yeah. I really, really I do. do. I do, too. <laughs> On a human level. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But the way it was so being... Then, pl- okay, go ahead. Okay, so then the interesting part of the story was was how that dynamic then played into the family. There was a lot of resentment and bitterness and, and you know, there were family dynamics going on. Well, but- Dad did an Uncle Billy <laughs> with $80 million. So... <laughs> There were five. That there, might cause a little bit of a, exactly. a, a, a fuffle. They, they're worth like be... $80 million one year, and the next year they don't have anything. Everything went away. The ratings tanked. Everything got canceled, and pretty soon they had nothing. And, of course, there were people in their life who were misusing and taking money and stuff like that. But to this day, they refuse to talk about it or name names or anything. I'm not saying it's not a great loss, but I right. am saying that their nothing is still more than almost every other yeah. American that I grew I up with. I don't think That's... they were worried about where the next no. meal was coming they, they from. They didn't start flying coach, okay? <laughs> yeah, they did, actually. Oh, did they, they really? Did. They was did. that part of the documentary? <gasps> the Osmonds lost so much they even flew coach next to the Danielsons (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't the actual uh Osmonds that were talking about that or complaining about that at all that never came out of their mouth it was the um it was the handler or the the, publicist guy the publicist or the the agent yeah he's like I went from booking them on their own flights to first class flights to now I'm just getting them on any seat I can find. And he felt bad as their agent that this is where it had gone. But they continued. I mean, they just continued working their little hearts out. And of course, now they're <laughs> we have Donnie is doing, you know, Joseph and the amazing well, that was years ago, whatever, but he had ago. a six-year run and to put him back on the map. And he did rebound, but there was about 10 years there where nobody wanted anything to do with Donny Osmond. He was fact, toxic. I, mean, I know. You know, yeah. it's, it, we, we through both, no action of his own, no, though. He just didn't just somehow do people just turn on you. Yep. It, the cool thing, like, for Rejection. example. For example. Justin Bieber goes through the same thing. Now, yes. Justin has brought some of the heartache on himself with misbehaving as a 20-year-old, and I think he's, what, now, 25, 26? And who can't say that 
but same thing about themselves. <laughs> who you know who becomes world famous at fourteen? Okay, right, right. By sixteen, I mean he's just everywhere, selling millions and millions of records, and all the little fourteen and fifteen year old girls are going crazy for him. Yeah. Well, what uh, what's the cool thing to be if you're a sixteen to twenty five year old guy? Uh, I dislike Justin Bieber. Okay. Now there's another rock band out there that say showered. Yeah. <laughs> There's another rock band out there that I actually have like three of their songs on the iTunes. The iTunes. On the iTunes. <laughs> on my iTunes playlist, I have three songs from Creed. Now, somehow, Scott Stapp and the boys at Creed became out of vogue with my daughter and my son's generation. They're 29 and 30 years old, respectively. You just The cool thing is to dislike Creed. Another one, when you and I were growing up, uh, actually, we were a little bit older, but for whatever reason, there was a time when culture thought it was cool to dislike Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it was yeah. it was a couple years after yeah. Top Gun. Yeah. And, by the way, I've never given up on my Tom Cruise fandom. <laughs> I know. It took a little while. I think it was probably maybe 10 years ago or so yeah. where I realized, well, wait, you're a huge Tom Cruise fan, I and I didn't lot, know yeah. I was married to you. You like you you sit across the table yeah. from someone for twenty years, and all of a sudden you you realize you don't know that you really like Tom. Cruise. I do. I, I've I've watched almost all of his movies, even the bad ones. Uh, yeah. The vampire one I didn't watch, but in two thousand and nine, I'm at Phoenix International Raceway. I got a hot pass. I'm in the infield, and me and another guy. Uh, start walking with this guy who's walking by himself, and it's Tom Cruise. We walked and talked with him for like 10 minutes. What a good dude. And here's the other thing. I'm as tall as Tom Cruise. <laughs> In fact, I might even be a little bit taller than Tom Cruise. And I've met a lot of celebrities, more than my fair share. And he had jeans on, just basic boots, a white T-shirt, and a, and a, and a dark brown leather jacket. And he was like the coolest guy i've ever met you know what i mean he was just was he man pretty oh not 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 man pretty donny osmond gorgeous all the girls no 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 i mean donny smiles on that puppy love shot and you just want to go to the dentist like i said earlier (laughs) but no i mean there was there's just this this you know vibe this superstar vibe around this guy and he was not playing it up he it was just this is the guy and so getting a chance to walk with him for about 10 minutes and talk with him a couple people came over and asked uh, for autographs he just politely signed them and then the three of us just kept walking and i thought the guy that was with me was his guy and that guy thought i was his guy we were both two strangers and tom cruise just befriended us for like a 10 minute walk through phoenix international raceway and so but here's the thing the jeans he had on weren't wranglers and the t-shirt he had on he didn't pick up hanes at walmart so i don't feel sorry for the guy no 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 i'm just saying it was cool it was cool to dislike tom cruise for a while and i just didn't join on that bandwagon i mean i know i I know the guy's got a personal life that's that's problematic in certain areas and i mean i'm not trying to pump up and and put tom cruise on a pedestal i'm just saying that you know there was a time when disliking him like justin bieber whatever it's a cool thing and you know that that happens and the the osmonds were the king of that back in the 80s so here's the thing think just 
go back into like high school or junior high and think about it if, you know, you did something that was stupid or whatever and all of a sudden the class or your entire grade or whatever was like, ooh, not cool and they kind of shunned you for a little while. How bad that feels. Okay, if you're Donny Osmond or Tom Cruise or Creed, think of that feeling on a global scale. (laughs) And you're like, you're having to go into places and try to get a job and those people have the same view of you you know when you're in high school you're like yeah when i get out of high school like i'll never have to see these people again or whatever um and yet you don't life changes immensely but when you're in you're a grown adult you're in that entertainment industry when all of a sudden that tide turns and Donny Osmond was actually talking about it. He said, it's not that I had to change the opinions and the view of the fans. It was that I had to change the opinions and the view of the industry. Yeah, that's and a big. That is huge. So, I was in the room when he said that and yeah. he said that's a big monster to turn. Yeah, and there's no question that that's yeah. the case. That's what I'm talking about when I say just extraordinary things yeah. that that we don't really have any sense of um, the animosities between them. But there was a lot of um, time between the brothers where they didn't hate each other or dislike each other, but there was clearly a disconnect because of the way things were handled. And I, I just, those dynamics are riveting to me. It is so interesting to watch human nature and human dynamics just kind of play out in front of you. I know a lot of people with really rough pasts. I would say that the past that I come out of had many big bumps, mm-hmm. really bumpy. Right. Um, I don't want to get into that because the past is in the past. That's what Donnie said. Oh, come <laughs> on totally now. Serious. No, come yes, on. No, Pierce Morgan was asking him about some stuff. And he's like, you know what? Because it got to the point where okay. blaming about where the money went and Look, stuff like we're that. We're going to make a like... new rule on this po- <laughs> podcast. There's a new rule. When I'm going to make the turn to the scriptures, don't ever, ever say that's what Donnie Osmond that's said. That's what Donnie Osmond said. <laughs> And it does no good to bring it up. That's what he said. Okay. My point is, and (laughs) when my point was to you two hours ago when you were watching this stuff, is that my heart doesn't break for them. They're people of privilege. They're people of wealth. They lost $80 million overnight. They were what, down to $2 million? You get what I'm saying? It's like, I'm, they've never really lost their lifestyle. And Donnie had all those bad things happen to him in the industry. And I, I, I feel for him in a way, but I don't on another level that I'm trying to get to. Okay. And that is, is that no matter what your past is, and Donnie's still struggling with his past, according to that interview that I was watching, that yeah, 10 minute, I caught about bit, 10 yeah. minutes of it. Yeah. You got to let it go. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, you forget what's, you know, behind and you press on to what's in front of you. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward toward the goal, towards the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Isaiah said in chapter 43, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. You know, the other parts of the Bible say his mercies are renewed each day. Emily, you and I have been married 36 years. We got married as teenagers, okay? So what? 
let's we can celebrate that for what it is but what does today mean and what does tomorrow mean i could betray you tomorrow you could betray me tomorrow we're not above it which is why the bible says check yourself before you wreck yourself you're paraphrasing i'm very much paraphrasing but paul does say examine yourself to see that you're in the faith oswald chambers has a quote it is in no use to pray for the old days Stand square where you are and make the present better than any past has been. Then I'll end with Colossians 3 3. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 3 is our life passage for the dead person's charter, being dead to self, living in Christ. It says, Your old sinful self has died, and your new life is kept with Christ in God. Remember, 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 but. Look forward, eyes front. We're going forward. It's now no apology with the Bible idiots. And we're not going to apologize for being a Christian. We're just going to go forward with joy. And whether your past is documentaried and it's made to make 50-year-old women feel sorry for you, (laughs) or you have a real problematic past... You can trust Jesus for your future. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Yesterday's gone. The time is near. Jesus is going to return soon for all of us. And it's going to be a glorious time in the big party in the New Jerusalem. And we want you there with Emily and I. We want you there with us. So today's the day to repent and keep with repentance. His mercies are renewed each morning. Yeah, don't think that you're alone. Um there is nothing under the sun that is not common to man. We all, regardless of our station in life, we all go through it. We all have our ups. We all have our downs. We all have the same feelings and emotions and troubles and so on. And so don't feel alone like everybody else has it better than you. Climb up out of that pit and know that this isn't your home. Your home is destined to be with the Lord Jesus Christ, not in this world that's falling down, full of sin, where people betray you, Um, but there is a glorious future that awaits us. That's going to do it for us today. You can go to BibleIdiots.com. Upper left-hand corner is my email address. Drop a line. Be part of the Friday mailbag. You can also give a tax-deductible gift right there if you'd like, BibleIdiots.com. And if I still had my radio broadcast studio, I would be doing music drops right now of Donny Osmond singing Puppy Love. No yeah. question about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, so I won't. And I shan't, so I can't. So there we go. It's... I can't, so I shan't. What did I say? You said I shan't, so I can't. Oh, well. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> I don't know how to get out. I gotta go. (laughs) On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.